0: Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, May 18th. U.S. equities plunged, finishing near the lows of the day, following disappointing quarterly results from Target Corporation and Lowe's companies, with both retailers warning of rising cost pressures. Persistent inflation pressures have forced the Fed to get aggressive with its monetary policy-tightening campaign against the backdrop of slowing economic growth. The downdraft came after stocks rebounded yesterday on some positive retail sales data and signs China's lockdowns may be set to ease. Meanwhile, the ongoing war in Ukraine, rising interest rates, and the recent jump in the U.S. dollar also added to the uneasiness. Housing dominated the economic calendar, with construction activity decelerating and mortgage applications falling to snap a two-week rebound. Treasuries were mixed. The U.S. dollar finished to the upside to remain near 20-year highs, while crude oil prices declined and gold lost modest ground. Europe finished mostly lower, following further signs of rising inflation pressures in the region, while markets in Asia were mixed. The Dow Jones Industrial Average tumbled 1,165 points, or 3.6%, to 31,490. The S&P 500 Index fell 165 points, or 4%, to 3,924. And the Nasdaq Composite plunged 566 points, or 4.7%, to 11,418. In heavy volume, 5 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 5 billion shares changed hands on the NASDAQ. WTI crude oil lost $2.81 to $109.59 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price traded $3 lower to $1,815.90 per ounce, and the dollar index was up 0.5% at 10385 In equity news on Wednesday, Target Corporation, ticker symbol TGT, reported adjusted first quarter earnings per share of $2.19, well below the $3.07 faxed estimate, as revenues rose 4% year-over-year to $25.2 billion, above the street's forecast of $24.5 billion. First quarter same-store sales rose 3.3% year-over-year versus the expected 0.8% gain. Target said it faced unexpectedly high costs driven by a number of factors resulting in profitability that came in well below its expectations. The company also said its gross margin declined, reflecting higher markdown rates driven by inventory impairments and actions taken to address lower-than-expected sales in discretionary categories, as well as costs related to freight, supply chain disruptions, and increased compensation and headcount in its distribution centers. Target reaffirmed its full-year revenue growth guidance. Shares of Target tumbled nearly 25%. Lowe's Companies, ticker symbol LOW, posted first-quarter earnings per share of $3.51, above the expected $3.22, with revenues declining 2.9% year-over-year to $23.7 billion, below the forecasted $23.8 billion. First-quarter same-store sales fell 4% year-over-year compared to the estimated 2.5% decline. The home improvement retailer noted increased uncertainty in the macro environment and that its outdoor seasonal categories were impacted by unseasonably cold temperatures. Lowe's companies reaffirmed its full-year guidance, noting that now that spring has finally arrived, it is pleased with the improved sales trends it is seeing in May. Lowe's companies traded solidly lower. The markets remained choppy after a six-week losing streak for the S&P 500 as they grapple with the ultimate implications of persisting inflation pressures and expectations of an aggressive Fed monetary policy tightening campaign. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, notes in her latest article, Doom and Gloom, When Will It End? How bearish sentiment is becoming a contrarian support But for now, aggressive Fed action, tightening financial conditions, and the liquidity drain may keep downward pressure on stocks. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. And you can read all of our market commentary, including our latest article, Stock Market Volatility, Schwab's Quick Take, on our Insights and Education page. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Wednesday, housing starts for April dipped 0.2% month over month to an annual pace of 1,724,000 units, below the Bloomberg consensus estimate of a 1,756,000 unit pace, and compared to March's downwardly revised pace of 1,728,000 units. Building permits, one of the leading indicators tracked by the Conference Board, as it is a gauge of future construction, fell by 3.2% month-over-month to an annual rate of 1,819,000, slightly above expectations, calling for 1,814,000 units and compared to the downwardly revised 1,870,000 unit pace in March. In other housing news, the MBA Mortgage Application Index fell 11% last week following the prior week's increase of 2%. The index snapped a string of two weekly increases as a 9.5% fall in the refinance index was met with an 11.9% tumble for the purchase index. However, the average 30-year mortgage rate pulled back from a recent spike, declining four basis points to 5.49%, but is up 234 basis points versus a year ago. Treasuries were mixed and yields have been choppy as of late following a recent spike as markets anticipate tighter Fed monetary policy following the early May 50 basis point rate hike and comments yesterday from Fed Chief Jerome Powell that reiterated an aggressive stance. Schwab's Lizanne Saunders discusses the Fed's actions and implications in her article 50 Ways to Leave Your Mark. As the Fed launches a series of rate hikes to try to cool off inflation, check out the latest offering from Schwab's Director of Fixed Income, Colin Martin, and Director of Fixed Income Strategy, Cooper Howard, titled Eight Questions on the Bond Market and Rate Hikes, where they provide their insight into some of the most frequently asked questions they have received this year. The yield on the two-year Treasury note was up one basis point at 2.69 percent, while the yields on the 10-year note and the 30-year bond were down eight basis points at 2.90 percent and 3.08 percent, respectively. Tomorrow's economic calendar will hold initial jobless claims for the weekend in May 14th, forecasted to show that 200,000 first-time unemployment applications were filed as well as existing home sales for April, with economists calling for a 2.1% month-over-month decline to an annual rate of 5.65 million units. The leading index for April is also on tap, estimated to be flat month-over-month following March's 0.3% increase. The Philadelphia Fed Business Outlook Index will round out the docket, expected to decline to a level of 15.7 in May from April's 17.6, with a reading above 0 denoting expansion in activity. In international news on Wednesday, European equities were mostly lower as monetary policy remained in focus after recent rate increases from the US and the UK. Persistent inflation pressures have prompted central Persistent inflation pressures have prompted central banks to raise rates and today's data may have solidified expectations that the European Central Bank could begin to tighten policy this year after Eurozone consumer price inflation was unrevised and the core rate remained at a record high. Additionally, UK consumer and retail price inflation both accelerated in April and producer prices for the region came in hotter than expected. Signs of slowing economic activity have raised fears of a possible recession, while the ongoing war in Ukraine has exacerbated inflation and economic concerns. Bond yields in the Eurozone and the UK were mixed after seeing a recent rise in rates that has also added to the market skittishness. Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, offers his latest commentary hedging stocks against rising rates, noting how investors should consider hedging the possible risk of higher interest rates with the addition of short-duration stocks, a potential way to manage risk while remaining invested in the markets. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Kleintop. Meanwhile, both the British pound and the euro lost ground versus the U.S. dollar. The U.K. FTSE 100 index fell 1.1%. France's CAC 40 index lost 1.2%. Germany's DAX index and Switzerland's Swiss market index decreased 1.3%. And Italy's FTSE MIB index was down 0.9%. While Spain's IBEX 35 index was nearly flat. Stocks in Asia finished mixed as the recent volatility caused by a flurry of headwinds remained, including tighter monetary policy across the globe, signs of slowing economic growth, a recent rally in the U.S. dollar, and the ongoing war in Ukraine. Chinese stocks dipped after yesterday's gains for technology shares following the government's pledge of support for the sector, as investors still grappled with the implications of China's strict zero-COVID policy, although recent data has shown positive developments regarding new cases outside quarantine zones. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop discusses in his latest article, Recession in China, how China's economy and consumer market has likely slipped into a recession, at least by China's standards. Jeff takes a look at the short-term and long-term impacts of an extended disruption of the lockdowns on consumer spending and business output. In economic news, Japan's preliminary first quarter GDP contracted by a smaller amount than expected, but was a solid deceleration from the expansion seen in the fourth quarter, and the country's tertiary index for March rebounded more than anticipated. Additionally, India's wholesale price inflation accelerated more than expected for April. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.9%, with the yen holding steady and continuing to consolidate after a recent tumble versus the U.S. dollar. China's Shanghai Composite Index decreased 0.3%. The Hong Kong Hang Seng Index advanced 0.2%. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index was up 1%, India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index was 0.2% lower, and South Korea's KOSPI index traded 0.2% to the upside. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will be fairly light as Australia will release employment figures and Japan will offer trade data.